0: Today on the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad podcast, episode number 36. Happy Movember! Well, Movember is more than just growing a mustache and a beard. What well, brings awareness of men's health issues? That's something we're going to talk about today. Also, an interview with author speaker Nick Britton about his book, Children Know Success, Do You? Interesting what we can learn from children we forget as adults. It's true. Next in the podcast. Let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline
1: Dad podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley.
0: Welcome to another episode of No Sitting on the Sideline Dad podcast. Hey, I'm my name is Joe Foley. I really want to thank you for being here. And if it's your first time, welcome. I know it's dad and a parent, time's limited, so you taking time to listen, I really do appreciate it. This is a podcast about having a conversation on what it means to be a dad, mom, and crazy busy adult trying to contribute to this world. And we got like issues about talking related to being a dad and a parent. You know, we talk about like sugar addiction, mindfulness. Um, you know, I'll, authors, I'm I'll bringing authors on, to talk about subjects of me related to being a parent, maybe a dad, or just trying to be a better you. You know, it's like, let's get involved. There's like no more sitting on the sideline because if we're sitting on the sideline, we're wasting time. And that's not good either. This would be a weekly podcast, dedicated sense of community. Hey, what I mean is, well, I'm trying to make it a weekly podcast the best I can. What I want to do is I want to have a sense of community. I want to talk to you. Yes. You, the one, listen to me right now in your ears. I want to let's talk to you and have a conversation. You know, we can talk. We can talk. You know, on Skype. You want to talk to me on Skype, or we could leave you leave comments and have a discussion about what we talked about in the show notes, or right right in the right-hand corner. If you go to my website at notes and you go to this episode, no sitting dot com slash thirty six. Right in the right-hand corner. Yep, yeah, yeah, right there. Speed pipe. Leave a message. Or you can leave a message in the, um, any app of choice that leads in the podcast. Leave a comment. Leave a review. So we can get in touch and have a conversation. Also, you can find and join the, um, no sitting on the sideline doc, no sitting on the dad, um, no sitting on the sideline dad podcast Facebook group. I know this stuff's not easy. I'm being dad, just like you. your parents, like you and a crazy, busy adult. And I know this is a journey. I know it's not easy. And I'm on the journey with you. So try and take one day this time in this crazy world. What is Movember? Well, I thought it was just a great month for just not shaving, but it's actually more to that. According to Wikipedia, the origin of the Movember started back in 1999, group men from... South, Southern Australia. They came up with this term, November, to men grow mustache and charities through the month of November. They like charities for like help with mental health, cancer, prostate cancer, stuff that is more common with men. Also in 2004, the and men in Melbourne, Australia, raised money for prostate cancer. Also, November in, in Ireland in 2008, they also brought in Cancer Society and Mental Health. It's important men we don't talk about that as men about mental health and our health it's kind of like hey, we just don't talk about it that much i, I can't pronounce i don't can't wait well, hey, i'm thinking about it. we just don't talk about it so this group um in this way of fundraising through the month of um through november funding the world's well through november's funding the world's prosthetic cancer genome mapping project that's pretty interesting also Mobile United National Great Cancer Foundation in Australia to help men and women with breast cancer also brings awareness of men's mental health and physical health. For example prostate cancer, test, sex cancer, mental health, suicide prevention, which we don't talk about as much as men either, too. So, you want to get involved and help out, head over to us.movember.com, find out find how you can get involved, or just want to donate, or just want to grow a beard. And have a competition with your friends. Go check it out. Next up, my interview with Nick Britton, the author of the children's "No Success to You," Nick, former pre- preschool teacher and now author and a public speaker. We talk about how how important your imagination. You learned your, your imagination learned as a child. It's interesting how young kids see don't see color, they don't see background or gender, they just see another kid and how they interact, and we could probably learn a lot as adults because they seem to work well together sometimes. Also, it's feelings about being a soon-to-be father himself and also keeping an open mind on this world. Let's jump right into the interview. Today on the podcast, my guest, Nick Britton, author, speaker, entrepreneur, also the author of two best-selling books. Welcome to the podcast, Nick. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Two questions. I usually start out on one question just to get to know you a little bit, but I, I, I know you're from Voxborough. And we're kind of, you know, ghost guys from New England. And what is your favorite part of being up here when you're growing up?
1: Uh, definitely 100% would be the Patriots in football season. Um, you know, I remember growing up and, and holding Drew Bledsoe's hands at our local church, being from Foxborough. Um, you know, before before Tom Brady was Tom Brady. Back in the late '90s, you know, our local church and hanging out with Drew Bledsoe and some of the athletes were were our neighbors growing up. So professional football in the in the Patriots have a huge, huge, huge uh, part of my life. I think
0: <laughs> thinking about it though, after you held blue Drew Bledsoe's hand, it must be a little kid going, "Mom, Dad, I ain't washed that hand for a while, man. That's you know, that's like my even because you might have been like, oh, that's awesome, you know."
1: Yes, I, it's funny because I, you know, I was just getting a little older when, um, you know, when Tom Brady got involved and in, in Bledsoe got knocked out. I think we all remember that day against the against the uh, Buffalo Bills. And you know, I remember I went to a training camp, probably sixteen, seventeen years old in '03, and um, i like, I got this guy Tom Brady's autograph. I don't know, I don't know who he is, and I actually, I'll be honest with you, I sold that autograph while I was in college.
0: I made a couple hundred
1: dollars off of it, but um, you know, it's it's part of part
0: of New England. Another thing, question, I, I think I read a little about you and stuff like that, and um, you were um a, a preschool teacher. Can you talk a little about yeah. that? because that could be an interesting journey itself.
1: Yes, I um, you know, being from Massachusetts, I went to college in Vermont, um, Burlington, Vermont area, and in there, I. I got a job as a teacher. And when I tell people I was a teacher, they usually assume I taught PE or I was a gym teacher because I was fortunate enough to play college football. So in statue, I'm about 6'1", 6'2", you know, 240 pounds, and I look like a football player. So when I was a preschool teacher, people, you know, truthfully didn't believe me. But I, I, I had my master's in early childhood special education and you know, little kids, believe it or not, is my passion, and it's it's great because it's definitely you know helping me uh, as a man right now.
0: Well, it's interesting because I'm I'm a dad myself, and I have a four year old son, and it is funny to watch. Um, I can't I can't explain it. I cannot explain it. But I just I just get mesmerized watching it. Actually, is the wonder of the imaginations their there are of the world and. They're like they'll s hi had anybody, anybody that walks by, how you doing? And then like and as an adult, I'm like, We lose some of that.
1: You know Yes, it's it's huge. I, I couldn't agree more. I remember vividly as a as a child playing in my front yard and just imagining being at, at the at Foxborough Stadium playing in front of fifty thousand people. And and now I can't even like I kinda laugh at that because I've lost my imagination as sad as it is. And I feel like as adults we all tend to lose our imagination and, and it's a horrible thing to say
0: <laughs> because it, <laughs> i think it's more a fear of criticism i think sometimes we we're afraid what other people what other people think what people want to say about us because you know we may have a great idea but we may not want to express that great idea but if we're a little kid going yeah let's 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 play pretend race car driver or baker or policeman but i mean as adults we like well you know we lose we lose something like that
1: Yes, that's that's a big part of my my stories. I was in my late twenties and a lot of my friends were struggling. I, I went to Norwich University, which is a military academy. So a lot of my friends, you know, went to war, um, did some amazing things for this country. I am very fortunate enough not to have been overseas. And they all got out of the military and they lost their sense of themselves. And this is this is grown men. These are men that have seen things that None of us can imagine. And they didn't know what to do. They forgot how to how to live. They became robots as sad as it seems. And I helped a lot of them just by implementing a couple of these lessons that I learned from being a teacher.
0: What is what do you do now? I mean, you were a teacher once, I'm a teacher, but what do you do now? Yes, what do I do now?
1: I actually um not not to get a little plug, I, I own a social media marketing company. Out of Vermont in New Hampshire area, which is—I I don't even think I told you that—but um, we we run social media accounts for local businesses in rural areas of the country. Um, I wrote a book, and now I'm, I just got my first offer to uh, be a public speaker, and that offer was um, over five digits, which is kind of shocking to me and and exciting because you know i've spoken before for a couple hundred dollars and now i've gotten somewhat of a big boy uh, speaking offer so that's that's where i'm at right now
0: i just know that i think i was following you on um social media recently were you overseas in another country recently yes i was actually over in
1: europe in the baltic states which is which is very unique cuz i've written two books but um the lithuania estonia there's some spots in europe where amazon is not Believe it or not, taking over the world, and it's very hard to believe. Um, And believe it or not, I uh, I am a self-published author.
0: Wow, that's a big undertaking. Actually, that sounds like a really big undertaking. Um, Maybe that's a good transition. And questions about your lessons from little ones. What is that? What's a little about that book?
1: Yes, that that book is primarily about these things that I've observed. You know, whether in it can relate to anyone. Right? A lot of people reach out to me and say, oh, well, I don't have kids. You don't need to have kids to understand what I'm saying. You don't need to be a father to understand what I'm saying. The book is written for the person who maybe has lost their edge in their life. right? And, and sometimes there's some negative language with that. But if you're looking for that extra edge, if you are living a life that you know maybe you truly believe you should be doing more and living more – the book is for you. And the emphasis of that is tapping into the way we were, the way we were raised as children and learning to love and have tolerance for other people and how much of a better world we would have if we all experience that.
0: I was wondering, um, can you give me examples of uh, lessons, like things you make think about that we can relate to because, like, as an adult, as to a, a preschool kid or a young kid? Can you give me an example?
1: Yes. The, big, the biggest example I tell people all the time is, you know, perseverance, not giving up while growing up. You know, it's it, it sounds cliche, but we're, we're having a conversation right now. And there is a point in our lives where we didn't learn how to talk and we had to learn how to talk. We had to learn how to walk. And guess what? We all fell down when we tried to walk and we all fell down when we tried to stand up. And with life and throughout life, you're going to fall down. But somewhere along the line, people forgot how to stand up. People forgot how to pull themselves together. However, children never forget that.
0: That's true. That's true. And um, also, I think sometimes you tend to have to fall into ruts too, and, and you know, and bad thoughts and, and ruts. It's the inevitable.
1: You know, growing up and, and living life, you're you're going to have bad times.
0: The difference
1: between highly successful people and you know, average people is what they do there during those challenging times.
0: Well, it's interesting if you watch a bunch of kids, you being a preschool teacher, and you're watching a bunch of kids in the sandbox, and one kid stands up going, Hmm, hey, I want to build a sandcastle. So he'll get, you know, and he'll ask three of his friends, and, and they all suddenly they work together. And it, I do sometimes think it's hard. Sometimes <laughs> as adults, we, we're afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. It's so true. You, you not to get involved with
1: politics, but this country is split into two right now. Um, you know, whether if you who you believe with or what you believe in, um, it doesn't matter to me. What I, what I truly believe is that we need to learn how to work together to become better fathers, to become better people, and to have you know a better a better country.
0: It's interesting, and it's a very um, volatile political atmosphere nowadays. And I, I mean, I have my beliefs, too, and I try to, you know, especially in the podcast, but um, I try to be neutral, in a sense, but it's kind of hard not to be. And it's funny because, you know, we all come together for certain things in, in, in um, like, you know, 9-11 or the Iraq War, or we come together and work together in situations like that, and all of a sudden, if something happens and it divides us, and it, and there seems to be more division between us, and, it, and it's so sad. It's so sad, and wish... That somehow we could come together.
1: Yes, I completely agree, and you know, I, I I couldn't agree more. on this hurricane, as horrible as it is, it's great to turn on the news and, and actually see the media <clears throat> the media reporting people helping
0: people. Yeah, but I'm just thinking about that lessons of little ones your your book, and and I'm thinking about um, something I heard recently on the TV, and uh, about the hurricane and the rescue situation down there and you it doesn't matter what race or background you're from or what what economic status you have people are helping people in a time of need and that i mean I wish the media would push that more because especially with the, the country divided but i i can see that in 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 kind of correlation what your book is about like lessons little ones you can see that all the time little kids doing that they don't they don't see they don't see your your religion they don't see your color of your skin or your nationality they just see another boy or girl who needs help and they, and they go and help them. And I can see that kind of relating to each other. What and since um, you, you know your lessons with little ones in that book, what was the other book? Um, Children's No Success, do you? What is that book about?
1: Yes, that's a, a very similar book to my second book, Lessons from the Little One. I, um, my goal last year, 2016, was to write a book. Uh, my goal 2015 was actually to read one book a week. And I successfully read 50 books that whole year. I didn't hit 52. I hit 50 books. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, there's something powerful about um, reading, about picking up a book and reading a book. I think it's as much as technology is changing and you're seeing me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook 20 hours a day, I love to have a book between my fingers. And I don't think that's going to change. So I wrote a book and I wrote this book to, you know, share with people what I learned from children, except the way I wrote, a, the way I went through that first book, it was it was very factual. It was very blunt. And to the point, some people love it. Personally, after it was all published, I, I, I didn't love my book, but I kept it out there. I, I have people all across the world that write up to me, hey, that's a great 50 page read. I learned so much from it where the second book is more of a of a story incorporated into a non-fiction view.
0: I I was thinking of something when we were talking about your your two books too. how was your um your father it was how did he influence you in your what you do now and how did he influence you in the where the man you came to be now.
1: Yeah, very um you know I'm I'm actually very open with this but I, uh, my father has come out of the closet at the age of 19 to tell me he was gay. And that was one of the hardest things I ever dealt with in my life. But I have learned to deal with it. And, you know, over 10 years later, my father is, father is my best friend. And, um, you know, being, being a father is absolutely amazing. Um, an old football coach once told me that there are two things in this world that matter. One, being a good father. And two, being a good husband. Everything comes way below those top two things. So I'm very focused on becoming truly just the best human being I can be.
0: Are you a father yourself?
1: Um, <laughs> we're talking about little less than three months away from that.
0: Oh, wow, you're going to join the club.
1: <laughs> we'll be in the club at the end of this year, which is definitely – definitely exciting
0: congratulations Uh, how do you how do you feel about that are you you nervous
1: i am i'm so excited i'm so ready and so fortunate and blessed so uh you know it'll be right around new years my my life's you know it's changed right now it's funny that um you know as an expectant father or even as a father it's everything you do changes every little thing you do truly changes and um you know you, you do things for somebody else it's the most selfless thing in the world and it's it's absolutely amazing
0: well um, <laughs> as a as a father of four-year-old i want to give you some advice it will definitely change you'll never one thing everybody tells me and i think it's so true you never realize you think well wow what, what i can imagine life before them and it's so true you can imagine life before them well, i want to say congratulations
1: yes and i'm definitely excited and uh you know, it'll be probably by the time the Patriots are in the playoffs, where I'll be I'll be in the hospital. So I'm definitely excited for
0: that. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I, I just want to, I just want, I was curious. And, and, um, especially a lot of my, my audience is, um, a dads and it's moms, dads, and just crazy busy adults. They were just trying to grid through this world. But I'm just wondering, um, if you were a dad yourself. That's why I brought that question up. Wrapping up, I guess, um, any final thoughts, any final thoughts you can think of?
1: You know, the, the biggest thing is to just have an open mind to this world, have an open mind and understand that you can learn in any situation. And I say that, you know, so calmly, but I truly think if we approach life as in what can I learn from this situation and try to be selfless and try to be a great human being, it, it's just going to be a better place.
0: Where can they find you? And where's your-
1: yes, the the best bet would be to just go to my website, which is www.nickbritton.com. And all of my social media accounts are on that website and my books are on that website. And I just, you know, my purpose in this world is to help people. I want to help as many people as possible. I don't charge for my time. Although I do value my time, I, I answer Every individual question, people shoot me a, uh, a tweet, and I respond directly to that tweet. Instagram, same thing. My goal is to help people, so please just reach out to me, and you know, let's let's make this world a better place.
0: Nick, all the I'll make sure all the links and stuff will be in the show notes for this episode. And I really want to say thank you for being on the podcast tonight. Yes, definitely. Thank you. I, I appreciate your time. Well that's all I have for this episode. I want to thank you for joining me with the Note Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast. And I also want to say thank Nick to Nick Britton from com for being a guest on the podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode over at Notesitting on the dot com slash thirty six. Please comment on the podcast. Anything helps good, bad, or indifferent. Anything helps improve the show. While you're over there, please sign up with the newsletter the newsletter email list for upcoming guests and interesting things happening with the podcast. Also, if you're also going to do a little Christmas shopping and want to help out the show and, and you know, click on the Amazon affiliate button. It's no, there's no cost to you. Just click on the button. And if you're going to purchase anything for Christmas, kind of the Christmas holiday season's coming up and what happens is we get a little affiliate commission, all the donations help improve the show. Well, thank you for your time until next time, have fun, get involved with your children. We can all learn from our children. Things we forgot ourselves. Taking a quote from Robert Fulcrum's poem, all I really need to know I learned in kindergarten. It's true. (laughs) Things we forget. Most of what I really need to know about how to live and what to do and how to be, I learned in kindergarten. The wisdom was not at the top of the graduate school mountain, but there in the sand pile at Sunday school. So true. Take care. God bless. See ya. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media.